RLC founder Dave Evans spends time with partners, clients, and friends in the USA talking about all things business. If you are an inspiring business owner, an entrepreneur, a CEO, or a coach who wants real advice about what to do in business today and wants to hear frank conversations, then this is the show for you. Real life consultations, challenges, and ideas from all around the world. We hope you enjoy this episode of Consultivation. So we are live back on Consultivation Podcast with a slightly new deck this week. We've updated the, the video screen. Can you see it, George and Eric? So it's, uh, who are back with us, rlc-global.com. Consultivation, the podcast graphics. So if you want to subscribe on Spotify or on Apple, you can. And we are here to do the Consultivation Podcast, which originates from CPA Live, talking about business matters and ideas that are going on right now. And gosh, George and Eric, there's lots going on around the world, isn't there? Real time right oh, now. Oh, yes. The 2021 has started just as interesting as 2020 ended. Yeah, there's some continuity here, isn't there, around yeah. um, the challenges that we're all facing. So. Uh, Eric and George, thank you for both coming back again this week. So good to see you. Yes, yeah, same here. Yeah, thanks for having us. I want to talk about something really important with a bit of a uh, <laughs> bit of interesting chat before we start recording about what it might actually mean to uh, have this. Uh, before we get started, we've got an evening and welcome from Jim Holland saying good evening, gentlemen. Uh, and <laughs> And so he's literally put two messages in. Good evening, gentlemen. Gentlemen and, and George. That's <laughs> so anyway, uh, it's, good, it's good to see you, Jim. Thanks for, for stopping by. But I, I want to talk about this thing about thoughts and action. And, uh, you know, why is it this whole idea of having the right thoughts and having the right action is important in business? Simply from your perspective, Eric and George, what does it mean to you? Well, you know, a lot of the work I do with clients is that I have a firm belief that anyone that's in business, they have great ideas, they have thought those thoughts. The problem that they typically run into is that they get caught up in the day to day. And so they never are able to act on those thoughts or those goals, those things that they have in their head that they, they think would be great for their business. So because they never act on them, they never get the results that they expect. And, um, you know, that's part of what I see my role as when I work with a client is holding them accountable and making sure that there is action. It's a good shot. What do you think, George? I, I, I agree. I always think of the, the opposite is uh, that saying is that uh, sometimes when you find yourself up to your neck in alligators, you forget that the reason you went into the swamp in the first place was to drain it. Uh, and the idea that we in a daily the daily actions were constantly fighting these alligators, these little things on a daily basis that with, you know, if we have thoughts and then put them to action, hopefully we have the results of not having to fight the daily, uh, you know, the, the flies, the alligators, the things that bother, bother us on a daily basis. Now we, we have to digress slightly a minute because you were on an RLC consult training call and didn't you come up with saying you were alligator fighter? Yeah, I did. Yes. <laughs> And how, how, did that, how did that go down? Uh, I, I was basically that was the idea is, is uh, on the, instead of having the uh, where they have the one minute um, elevator speech, the idea was just to tell somebody I'm an alligator fighter. 
to create the conversation. And yeah. I think that was a pretty good, a pretty good way uh, introduction into what we do. That's a great. Uh, let's go back to thought. It's a really great thought, isn't it? So, yeah. Eric, let's come back to your accountability thing then. So, this is about business owners with ideas. Can we take a step behind the idea? Because I think one of the things I find most people forget or can be slightly lazy with is owning their thoughts, owning the quality of their thoughts. What, what do you think? Is that something that you've come across? Oh, definitely. I mean, there's times where, I don't know, uh, a phone call or an interaction with someone can upset you and you let that take over your thoughts. And, you know, you, you start moving more toward the negative thoughts as opposed to staying focused on positive thoughts. And I, I just think, you know, I've been working really hard on that myself and teaching others to try to stay positive and think positive thoughts. I don't think any of you fantastic gentlemen saw, as Jim said, he called you gentlemen, and George, uh, saw, George, of course, uh, saw today. I had a little bit of a rant today on Daily Dave about getting this message out that this world within that we're talking about here for a second, Eric, yep. is the place to build your foundations. It's the place to build the right thought life so that in your world without, you're taking action, right? So. You've got this internal action of mastering my mindset, mastering my thought structure on the inside that should be followed up, be followed up by good external action. And I think there's a clear divide here with this process, isn't there? One is personal mastery. The next is personal mastery in action. My granny used to say, uh, no longer with us, used to say, Dave, uh, there's no point praying if you don't use your legs. If you don't use your what? Your legs. Your legs, okay. And she and she said, prayer with action is better than prayer with no action. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and I never forget her saying that because there's something in it, isn't it? There's a truth to it. Yeah. Uh, just to bring up, bring you up to speed, if you've just joined us in consultation, George has let us into a secret that he's a crocodile fighter. <laughs> and we've got something. Live on LinkedIn, Jim Holland is christening you Crocodile Powers. I like that. I like that, Jim. I own something for that. That's good. <laughs> yeah. uh, if you ever saw Crocodile Dundee, Eric, in the past, oh, yeah. a new Crocodile Dundee film in Syracuse, New York. There you yeah. go. That's right. Yeah. Where all those crocodiles live, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's right, Eric. Of course, we, we had one in the local river last year. It's kind of funny. <laughs> Is that, is that the soul crocodile? That could be the movie, couldn't it? The soul crocodile ranger. Anyway. Well, New York State in, I think, 100 years, yes. <laughs> there, there you go. So, so if, if we're talking about this personal impact of thoughts plus action equal results, how important is a leader getting that right to running a business? Well, it's, it's critical in the you know the difference between you know, i was listening to uh to something yesterday you know the difference between managing and leading is you know where you're spending your time and your efforts managing is is doing the now leading is deciding where you're going and to be leading you do need to have you know greater thoughts as to where where's your plan going where's your vision how are we going to make it happen and then putting those into action uh, and that 
in the end gets a much greater result than simply running around and uh, and trying to solve. I, I guess a, another analogy would be if you know for you know, being in the states here, if we if we started from New York State and we wanted to drive to California, it's a great thought. Um, if you just get in the car and head that direction, it will head west. You may eventually get there, but you're gonna you're gonna take a long route there instead of having thoughts, creating an action plan, and, and then having a, a good set of results of how you're going to get there. Good shout. And Eric, from your perspective as a previous firm owner, it, as a you know in the industry of accounting, yeah. um, and of course successful career before that as a corporate guy whatever a corporate guy is, George, right? Um, what's your thoughts on this mental preparation as a key feature of leadership today? I think, you know, you need to take time out of every day to think through those types of thoughts that are more positive and are, you know, focused on what the results are that you want. I've always lived under the, the, the firm belief of self-fulfilling prophecy. And with that, what I've always believed in is that if you believe in something, it will come to be if you focus on it, you know. And so that's just something that I've always had as a belief. Um, I think it's important to have those positive thoughts on a regular day, visualizing where you want to be. What, what is the uh, picture that you have in your mind? Um, when I first took over the firm, and I did this work at the corporate level too, but when I first came into the firm, I told everyone, you know, what I do is I sit there and I close my eyes and I visualize what this firm will look like 10 years down the road. And then I put it into words so that they can understand what I was talking about. And then I had them review it and give me their thoughts and their input to make sure that, you know, it also was something they believed in and, and supported. But it was really just, you know, closing my eyes and visualizing something. Well what's that saying what the mind can believe and the, the mind can conceive and the heart believe the body will achieve okay right. eric, I, eric i gotta say i think george has um has, been, has swallowed a self-help book today <laughs> uh, without a doubt I mean, I, you've been eating textbooks again george <laughs> But it's true, I, I, I do joke, and, and just to clarify, watch out for the self-fulfilling prophecy. Um, and I say that alligator joke aside, uh, I say it for two reasons, because we are either in a cycle of negative self-fulfilling prophecy or positive, yeah. intentional or accidental. So it's be very aware, because I think it's a really important point you just made, Eric, about self-fulfilling prophecies. Because Debbie and I were just having a very nice late afternoon Tuesday conversation about everyone in our world, everyone in their world, so it's not about me, you or Eric or versus one another, has a huge realization to make in life. And that is, you are the sum of your own choices, right? Mm -hmm. And so your choice is not my fault, right? And there's a reason why I'm joining in with George here, Eric, there's a reason why, you know, the word blame, take the beer away, spells lame. Right? Let's say, George. I hadn't heard that one. I'm going to remember that one, Dave. <laughs> there you go. So the point is, though, I'm responsible for everything I've done or not done. Nobody yeah. else is. And, and I think that's a vital part of leadership. So if you're on a negative self-fulfilling prophecy, there's also a positive self-fulfilling prophecy. And yeah. there is a direct choice here. 
You see, one of the reasons we're spending this opening 10, 11 minutes talking about thoughts plus action equals results from a mental elasticity perspective. I mean, that sounds posh, doesn't it? From, from our ability to wire up our own mindset properly is I want to ask a much bigger question. And I, I asked this originally in my book, and that is, I'm going to type it because we are on Apple. They don't like foul language on Apple. So let's, let's say this properly. Is your leadership or leader, what does it say, George? Can you remember? Oh, gosh. Uh, I was just looking at it today, too. Um, is it, are you uh, something or, or shite? Um, uh, <laughs> That's correct. Yeah, it's I remember that part of it. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're attempting to not really say it, but it, it is the question that, that I like to ask. And, and, you know, is it fit for your business or is it leader blank? <laughs> and, and I think in 2021, as per the link that you saw the blog that went out yesterday, I, th I think we from RLC that we shared prior to recording, is I think it's time to say enough is enough. You know, to any leader watching this, experienced, new, never done it before, we have to ask you to, Uno Memento, to stop it. Eric, give me a second. <laughs> Okay. Oh, he's out of here. Uh, are we still live? We're still live, Eric. <laughs> yeah, let's keep going. Let's talk about it. So, yeah. you know, when he, well, I think where Dave's getting at is that people have old ways of thinking what leadership is. And I think the environment has totally changed where leadership is now about, you know, listening to people, um, being more open, being honest about who you are and being vulnerable even. And you know, I remember from my corporate days, going back to what they said, I worked in corporate for many years, you know, leadership then it was always about, you know, I've got to appear to be strong and I've got to appear to be in charge and, you know, I'm the decision maker. And, you know, I just don't, don't think that applies anymore. I, I agree because we all make mistakes. That's a part of life. And you know, when a leader tries to make pretend that they don't, all it does is make them seem silly. Uh, because everybody else sees those mistakes. Totally. And I think part of being a leader is saying, ah, I messed up on that one. Let's learn from that and not try not to do that again and, and to admit it. Because what that also does is it, it frees up your people to also make mistakes. And if you have your, your your entire team afraid of making mistakes, I guarantee they're going to make even more. Yeah. I, I think I think you're both having a great conversation. Uh, apologies for my own interruption, um, but I, I, I'm applying the Inyar Nui, ex-CEO of PepsiCo's leadership principle, which is, if your family rings, take it. Ah, okay. Uh, and that was our eldest daughter who clearly has attempted to ring her mum and, and, and all the devices have connected. So it's come up on the iMac. So Bethany, uh, you're part of the podcast accidentally, but you're talking to your mum through this. So that's great. But it's but it, that is important, isn't it? If your family are ringing in business, if that's something you stick to, it should be okay to do. Yes. Um, at, at any point, but it's it, it, like anything. Now, talking about leadership, um, we, we've, I'm going to see if I can do this while we're talking together. You ready, chap? So let's see if we can get smart here. Application window. That looks like the right one. So this should now appear, right? So we have published this week a fabulous 
mm -hmm. uh, refresh your blog all about this. And I, I, we want to encourage you, if you listen to this, go to, go to the website, rlc-global.com forward slash blog, and look up leadership or leader, that blank word from earlier. And you'll see some of the challenges that go on in the world of leadership. And we talk about this, this world where in the, in the spirit of leadership, uh, we know the world is evolving. We know leadership is changing. Yet I still witness people not applying the exact skills needed to improve their leadership on a day-to-day -day basis. And what we're challenging today is at the end of this January 2021, I think enough is enough, personal view, right? So if you're a leader leading a team tomorrow or February the 1st of the latest, Derek, right? Yeah. Start putting simple skills into your interactions with your people, with your clients, with your business, and stop doing it on autopilot in ways you might have always done. So. It's asking people to really think about what that difference is. And, and for me, in short, a leader, that one, George, yep. is somebody who says or describes something about themselves that they don't match with behavior, thought plus action, right? So you, you say you're something and you behave completely differently. Those days, I think, have got to go. Yeah, Dave, my only thought on that is, and I agree with everything you're saying, but. I think what's really even more important is that as you slip back into those old habits, that you recognize it and that you do something about it. Because it, it's easy to sit here and say, yeah, I'm the perfect leader and I do everything right 100% of the time. That's not realistic. And so what's really important is just being aware of where you're at and that if you see and being observant of your behavior to see if you're not you know, changing your ways, at least be aware of it and then correct it. You know, there's been times where I've had behavior where I regretted it. And what I do is I turn around and I went back to my team and said, you know, apologize and said, you know, that's I didn't handle that the way I should have. And I think it's OK to do that. That's a great shout. I actually, I actually would say it's not only OK to do that. I think it's a fundamental to do that, Eric. So whether you do that at the time, I think it's a fundamental, you know, I remember once hearing, and it must have been from John Maxwell, about having the wrong ladder against the wrong wall. It might have been Maxwell, I can't remember. So ima imagine, right, you set off on this journey, George, and here's your strategic ladder, there it is, it's against the wall, and you're, and you're taking everybody with you, right, in your team. And then you realise, 80% up the ladder, oh no, it's the wrong wall, yeah. right? I was listening to Stephen Covey talk about that yesterday, actually. Oh, there you go. So it's, it's, it might have been him then, right? Yeah. Um, so so there, there you are looking at this wall going, what am I going to say to everybody? Yeah. But if you've treated them right, Eric, if you've shown the right behavior, mm -hmm. they'll probably go, oh, for goodness sake, Dave, right? Yet they'll let you move the ladder yeah. to the right place. Yeah. and work hopefully as hard as they did before if you're aware because that's one of the key things you said there Ray. if you're aware yeah. of your impact yeah it's a great shout george what do you think i think i think the same <laughs> <That's a great laughs> <one. laughs> well here so we can't say what barb i can't say what barb says yeah that's <laughs> correct 
Although I can, I can show you an Eric Turnbull, uh, sorry, a Kevin Turnbull technique. So ask me a question, George. Ask me any question you like. All right, Dave. What, what, what do you what do you think about uh, the le leadership we have going into 2021? <laughs> <laughs> Eric, do you recognise it? I do recognise <laughs> that. Yeah. It's, it's the perfect example of using silence to communicate. It's brilliant. Because then somebody always chips in. Kevin's a master who's not with us today so far. Kevin is a master at that, and it is a skill. Well, I'm glad you asked, George, because if I was in your shoes, I probably would have asked a similar question too. If I could just share with you one important thing, would that be okay? That would be great. Sometimes we spend so much time attempting to be a different leader. And the actually easy answer is to be the one you are. And therefore the bits that you are, if there's bits that aren't very nice, that's potentially okay if you're honest with people that you're like that. Mm. Whereas if you claim to be this other version, and, and it's even worse if you hire people and you hire these people and they go, oh, this is a brilliant story. And then they join you. And then they realize you're not what you said on the tin. <laughs> you would be better served being what you know you are, as opposed to being a version that others think you should be. I, I think that's great. I, I, that's exactly what I was going to say, Dave. That was... Well, I, I appreciate <laughs> your, your continued support, George. <laughs> now, I, I do think that's a that's a ongoing concern that we have in, in all businesses and that you, and also particularly with, with new hires. I know I spend a lot of time with our new hires to try to to tell them and to not pull any punches and how things are because yeah. you certainly don't want to spend a lot of time to hire somebody and it's a long expensive process tell them all the great things the firm does and then find out once they find it once they're in a month that's not what it's not what it's not really what you said it was and that's just it blows all everything just out of the water so now i'm a great believer in just you know pulling the bandages off and showing all the wounds coming in uh, because it's it's honest. Like I said, it's honest, and you know, this is where we're trying to get to, but we haven't gotten there yet. And we're working towards it. I totally agree. I, I've seen some interviews over the years where great practitioners of businesses have have spent more time in the interview creating inspiration, and which is a fabulous gift, right? But let's be clear: in an interview, is too much. Because if that person's like, I, I, we're going to change the world when they join you, and then the real George turns up, or the real Dave turns up, or the real Eric turns up, they're going to be going, oh, yeah. where, where's the person I met last week? So <laughs> there's, a, there's a, I think you've got to have the right belief in an interview, in the recruiting process. You've got to have the right um, hope that you create. Uh, but you've also got to be realistic so that those two engagements come together and they come along going, I can add to this. It's not like a bar too high. Okay. Now, I've brought back up this thought plus actions equal results because we've taken the one perspective, Eric, which is about personal preparation, right? Mm -hmm. So your ability to queue up the right thinking in your day, that's part one. Now let's put thoughts and actions into leadership because Thoughts and action has to be really simple, I think. And here's the idea. The clue, George, is in the first three letters of the word action. Can you guess what it is? Uh, it sounds like act. Correct. 
So, not act as in actor or acting, act as in act, do something. Do something, yeah, right? So, thoughts and action as a leader is a couple of things, I think. So, I'm going to ask you what you think they are. I think number one is learning a new skill and committing to become a practitioner of it. That's that's one thought and action. What other thought and action can we come up with, do you think, to help anyone watching today or listening? A specific thought and action? Yeah. Um, okay. Um, that's a good question. What's it, well, I'm not, nothing's coming to mind immediately here, Dave, and it should. Eric? I'm, I mean, I, I just think, you know, an example that would be is a thought of, you know, what can I do to make, um, take barriers out of the way of the people that work for me? and then take action actually do that so that they can be more successful. That's a great example. I run out of time to catch on that. We'll come back to that in a second, Eric. That was very, very specific. So yeah. would you repeat it again for somebody listening? Not for me, really, not for anybody else. You know, it's just having those thoughts about what can I be doing to take out barriers for the people that work for me that I'm leading so that they can be more successful and taking action, actually showing them and demonstrating or taking those barriers out of the way for them so they could be more effective. Does that help, George? Yes. Still not coming up with a good one, but <laughs> Eric did, so. Well, we've, we've got two so far, so this is great. And I've, yes. I, I've summarized the end there, Eric, to go taking action to remove them, right? So yes. that's, a really, that's a really great suggestion. Um, another thought would be, what is my, my personal mindset startup process? And then the action is doing it as a leader. And then the other thing you could do is you could think about, well, what if I engaged one person in my business, taught them the same idea, and then also matched it with actions and actually spend time doing the action. Does that help, George? Yeah, uh, and one of the, and one of the things that we're working on here is uh, you know defining the culture and moving the culture in a positive direction, and that's a thought. And then you know our actions are we're we're having monthly meetings and having discussions and working on instituting each month another one of you know some behaviors and encouraging those that we want to move the culture towards. Um, and so you know thought is to to create a better culture. And then the, the actions are trying to have specific actions on a monthly basis in order to bring us closer to the, the culture that we would like. I've got to say that's a pretty good, good system, George. Eric, that's a good recovery. Would you agree? Yeah, I think that was awesome. <laughs> good job. So let's, let's think about it from one more perspective then. So in the world of sports, that's where thought plus action equals result came from. There were, there were three basketball teams all asked, right? As Eric knows, they were all asked to go away and practice for 30 days doing three different things. Oh, yeah. Item one was nothing. Item two was visualization, just to clarify for the American audience, with the letter Z, not S, right? So go away and for 30 days, practice visualizing, seeing themselves shooting hoops. And the third group were asked to go and just do the shooting hoops. So if you were visualizing or practicing physically, it was the same amount of time. What percentage improvement do you think each group made? Can you remember, George or Eric? So let's go to the one that didn't do any practice. They, they, they didn't get any better at all. They did nothing. No, correct. So that's them gone. What about those who did the visualizing? 
what a top scholar answer there from Eric. So, Eric, that does put you technically in the lead in today's unofficial consultation quiz. <laughs> so, so those that visualised it, George, improved by 27%. Do you happen to know, George, what the score for those that did the physical practice was? I believe it was 27%. That's so close. This is for a 2-0 victory. Eric, what's the actual answer? 28%. 28%, better, says 2-0 to Eric. Uh -huh. Although if we were having an alligator fight off, George, you'd win. Okay. <laughs> Just for clarification purposes. Um, what's the moral of the story? Well, that thoughts and action do end up in results. That our, our mind is an incredibly powerful muscle. And when used properly and exercised properly, it can give you amazing results and it, it proves that out it does and there's loads of examples if you take if you research the Malian effect in the classroom you know uh, loads of experiments around people having an expectation and that's in their thought life or an instruction that they receive and then they go and act out that even if it's mediocre or not as good as it could be yep. so being very careful about our own impact on thoughts and our own impact on other people's actions right. so one more thing today about leadership or, or leader, you know, that other one. Uh, let's just let's just close off with leadership because I, th I think it's a really important point. Going back to enough is enough and asking our friends, asking people that we know to really help us in doing a better job of modeling better leadership this year. And, and we're not coming back to the alligator. I was just using it to clear up the other one. So. Is there, a, is there a nugget or a piece of wisdom, Eric, first, about the power of getting your leadership right as we go into February and finish January? Is there something in your mind that sticks to you? Um, the only thing that sticks to me is that, you know, putting something together, if you really want to have results, if you really want to change, um, then you really need to give some thought and action to it. Because it's that old saying, you know, if you keep doing the same thing that you've always done and expect different results, that's defined as insanity. And so, you know, you need to do something different if you want to get different results. That's really great feedback, actually, Eric. And it's a great reminder about insanity. So on that link, let's go to you, Gio. Is there a final thought you have? I think with anything, we all would like to be great leaders, um, but leaders are, are built and not born. And so it's something that we have to practice. We, it's same as if you want to get a good, uh, you know, if you want to have a good golf game, you don't just show up with clubs and expect to, you know, to break a hundred. You have to practice. You have to take lessons. You have to, you have to talk to people who are knowledgeable and, and then work on it. And it's not going to be automatic. So as leaders, we have to think about it, read about it, practice it, find it when it doesn't work, back up and do it again. Uh, and so I think the most important thing is, is exactly that. Practice, think about it, work it and keep going. And actually, if you, if you go to any program on the planet, so if you think about uh, one of the courses Eric has been working with me and Debbie on, the Firestarter Neuro-Linguistic Programming Program, where you become a practitioner. The word is practitioner. Are you a practitioner of the skills you're learning as a leader? Yeah. That's an important question because practice yeah. that means right. I'm doing. In years gone by, people used to assume, which is always a, a risk. George knows what assume means, don't you? I'm good at that. Yeah, I know those things. <laughs> Correct. Right. So people would think I'm a practitioner because I got a certificate. No, 
The word practitioner by definition means I am committing my time to putting this into action. And as we bring this to a wrap this week, I think if there's one thing as a leader you can do is to apply that exact skill. Some great content in here this week through the, through the looseness of our great conversation, which is a consultation. And that is to think about a blend of things that we can all do better. So I'd like to thank you, George, for your time and allow you to go back to finding out the alligator that's in Syracuse. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> and I know that Eric in a moment will help you anytime you need coaching on how to fight the alligator from Denver. So yeah. coming to you from swickbusiness.com, I really appreciate your time today, helping us decipher thoughts and action into leadership. So I appreciate your wisdom on that too. Oh, thank you. It's great. So, Thank you for joining us on Consultivation. More to come next week as we enter a brand new month. And we've finally got over January and all of the paradigms that go with that. And we are really excited to share with you even more thought leadership as this year goes on with Consultivation. And we've got stacked load of content that we're gonna go through as a group of people over the next few weeks, adding value to you, the listener and our friends. Thank you for listening to Consultivations, brought to you by RLC Global, helping you become a best version business. If you want any help from the conversations in the show today, please reach out to info at rlc-global.com and one of our team would be delighted to talk with you. Go to rlcglobal.group for more information and free content designed to help you.